Welcome to the GSD Factor Podcast Season 2 with your host, Misha Blamire farish Welcome to the GSD Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Misha Blamire farish and today I'm excited to have Lori Pond as our guest as we talk about the GSD Factor life and the attribute, be imaginative. Lori, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Misha. So excited to have you here. So Lori, why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about your background and your experiences? Uh, Well, thank you, first of all, for inviting me to the conversation. I'm really excited to chat with you today. So across my career, I worked primarily in property and casualty insurance, and I started in operations, and I was fortunate um, very early on in my career to be able to participate in really reimagining the way that we work. And it started very early within the first two or three years of my career with me having the opportunity to be part of the conversation on looking at our to be or looking at our as is and figuring out what our to be could be. So process design, uh, looking at ways that we could work more effectively allowed me to interject that imagination in reimagining a better way, a more frictionless way, And so I've been very proud to lead innovation and strategy for the past 20 years at several insurance companies. And today I lead program management and organizational change management. So part of reimagining the way that we work involves making sure that you have that North Star and you have that insight into how will change impact others. And so that's another piece of uh, the equation that I'm very passionate around. So Uh, Throughout my career, I've had the opportunity to really have a role in what the 2B should be. And those ways of those pathways to be creative really creates the fire in the belly and creates the excitement and definitely keeps me on my toes. So listeners, now you see why Lori is on today talking about be imaginative, because throughout her career, she has lived this attribute out. She is certainly a GSD woman, and Lori, I think that's one of the things that uh, made us uh, instant friends and colleagues. We've had the opportunity to share the stage with one another and the conversation, the dialogue of really challenging the status quo and challenging people to dream big is kind of, just kind of oozes out of us. Would you agree? Absolutely. I, I think you bring up a really good point of challenging status quo, not from the perspective of being adversarial, but help me understand why you come from this point of view and being able to have that million foot view, that five foot view and understand those different levers to promote change and be imaginative. There's really amazing things, Misha, that partners within our ecosystem are doing, like design thinking, some of the learnings and very early on feedback, let you bring more parties into the conversation. So you're not putting change or this reimagined way. It could be of working or doing something. Uh, you're really bringing the whole tribe along with you. And I really love some of the new design principles, the human-centered design. And I'm really seeing some of these amazing protocols and ways of working and ways of reimagining coming into play. And I think it's just really exciting because I think all of us can agree change being put on you is is very stressful. And so I'm just really excited to see across the industry an embracing of more ideas and more perspectives so that 
you have everyone rowing in the boat in the same direction. Absolutely. And Lori, from your perspective and your experience, what do you think has caused the insurance industry and the technology industry, specifically insurtech? What do you think has caused them to be a little bit more slower to the table or a little um, slower to drive that innovation and drive, especially those digital transformations? So in my experience, the revenue side of the business got a lot of attention. Uh, So I started my career on the underwriting and sales. I was a, I was a producer and that side of the business gets a lot of attention because that's money coming in the door or renewing and claims and insurance. I think just as an industry, not as uh, integrated and as advanced as other financial services like banks. And so I think we're a little bit late to the party. But the good news is, is we have a lot of very innovative companies, startups, even mature technology companies looking at the insurance industry as a very underserved market. And what's really exciting is the partnership and the change in the client vendor relationship. So I see that they need expertise from insurance professionals and from client partners that are innovative or have critical business problems to solve. So seeing us at the table together, reimagining the way that we work or reimagining the way that we could deliver better service is very, very exciting. I I saw some amazing innovation at Connected Claims, but I think part of the, the latency of the insurance industry getting some of the attention is we legacy systems, legacy processes. But I think that with new entrants like Lemonade, root coming in, it gives us an opportunity to accelerate the pace of innovation. And I would say I've seen more innovation in the insurance industry in the past five years than I have in the past 20, which it's a great time to be in insurance. I agree with you. And I think as, you know, insure tech women leaders and thought leaders, right? And you and I both speak in the conferences and the podcasts and the webinars, right? I think what we're starting to see because of that five-year trend, right, is it's a momentum. And I think it's starting to gain that speed. And from your perspective, right, when if a company is looking at driving innovation, digital transformation, what do you think is their best approach? Do you think their best approach is to look in, like look internally, or do you think it's good for them to consider that third-party resource, that third-party service provider? That's a really great question, build or buy. So in my past experience and in my current experience, I think you really need to understand what you're good at. What is your core competency as a company? Are you a software company? Are you an insurance company? Do you have that talent within your organization? Is it a hybrid? Are you going to take on some of the custom development because there's not a solution out there? So I think the best approach would be to evaluate those options and do so, have your uh, your your pros and cons with building, your pros and cons with buying, and then go out to market to see what's out there. And you know, I know when we go to RFP at my current company, we have we score against all of those lanes, the build lane and then the buy lane. And we can get to a fairly strong decision as to whether or not we should build it internally or we should buy. But one of the things I also look at that's the lever that I consider 
is with many companies, they're very, very specialized. We're seeing a lot of specialization in areas like subrogation or IoT or the connected car. I think you really need to think in the future, can you innovate at the clip of a potential partner out there where their complete and solid focus is on that particular lane? And those are things that you need to think of, total cost of ownership, can you innovate at the speed of light? Because you could be in a situation where a couple of years down the road, you're actually migrating to a partner solution. So those are some of the levers that we look at from a build versus buy perspective. And then if you buy, Misha, can you be on the product advisory committee? Does your partner have a product advisory board? Can you A-B test? Can you, are, are they open to you being at the table in design thinking? Because if you can do that, you can still be part of the conversation on how the product evolves to address your business challenges. Those are some amazing nuggets and values and lessons, Lori, for those that are looking and exploring, is it buy versus build? Do we look internally? Do we look externally? And I think that one of the things that you and I have both seen in our careers, right, is that realistic expectation of how long is this actually going to take? How long do we need to give something to ideate? How long do we need to give the planning? How long do we need to truly give the testing and the training and the utilization and the rollout? Would you agree? Yes, that is the magic question. Uh, I oversee program, uh, program management in my current role, and a lot of it goes back to planning and being very transparent with all partners, whether it's internal or external, what's your use case? being very disciplined around MVP. Look, so test, iterate, learn fast, fail fast, succeed faster. And there has to be a tolerance. Sometimes there's a cultural change within organizations as you manage efforts differently. If you're going from waterfall to agile, or you have some hybrid and having the discipline to really understand. So organizational change management, are you analyzing the communities that you're impacting? And do you have a very clear, connection to your sponsors throughout the entire life cycle? And are you bringing those technology partners in and really sizing this? So one of the things that we've started to do as we go to market with prospective projects is a very clear capability statement so that we're aligned. And does the potential partner have domain expertise so that we both get to the table and we're both prepared and clear around our goals and objectives. And I think that's really important to keep, have your KPIs clearly identified, have your plan solidified, have your high level rough order magnitude of when those different pillars in the project will take place. So you're, it's resource right, it's, you have the right budget, timelines outlined, and those are some of the things that require discipline and require focus. And I do think too, when you slow down, you can speed up, right? I think so many companies think we have to do this at this rapid clip and they don't give things enough time. And then there's not that transparency because people don't want to under-deliver or not deliver at all. So I think being sure that there's full transparency and understanding of what can be delivered, when it can be delivered, and then actually getting that shit done on time, right? And I think that that's all very important topics. So GSC Factor listeners, today you're listening to Lori Pond. We're talking about the attribute of be imaginative. And as just as a reminder, the determination to be imaginative is to dream big, 
never be satisfied with that status quo, to be the innovating solutionist, to continue to break down those barriers and say, you know what, I'm here. What can we improve? What is impossible that we can make possible? So Lori, thank you so much for it, this conversation. Thank you so much for living this attribute day in and day out. Any final thoughts around being imaginative and how our trailblazers can storm their industries? Misha, you just called out some great points. I think understanding how, how to make whatever is impossible possible it really takes imagination, it takes creativity, it takes courage. And some of the pillars that you've addressed are core inputs into being imaginative and really having the fire in your belly to bring to market and bring to the table things that are really going to create productive change. And, you know, I'm just excited to be on the on the podcast with you today and really appreciate the opportunity to share um, a conversation. Well, thank you, Lori. And what is the best way that people can get in touch with you? I encourage listeners to reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn and look forward to hearing uh, from your listeners. Awesome. Thank you, Lori, so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you to our GSC Factor podcast listeners. Again, I'm your host, Misha Blameyer Farish, with a reminder to get shit done. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the GSD Factor podcast. If you liked this episode, please rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, where you can also find previous episodes. Let's also connect on LinkedIn and Instagram. If you're looking for more information on the GSD Factor, visit us at gsdfactor.com. And always remember to GSD, get shit done.